All right. We are back with yet another back-to-back episode of the two-player podcast. This time we are going to talk about everybody's favorite show about incest and dragons, Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm Eric Kane. I'm Paul Tassi. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about um, Daenerys, the villain who is trying to take over the peaceful lands of okay. Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> this is a theory everyone shares, is that Daenerys is the bad guy, and she is needlessly uh, invading a, a, a people that should be able to self-govern without some dragon lady. Right? In theory, like logistically, <laughs> that makes sense. But I'm just never going to be like, yes, Daenerys must die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. She shouldn't die. But you you have – I know you've talked about that the, the, the show has a villain problem. And right now I feel like partly that's because someone like Cersei is just so underpowered compared to Daenerys. And I feel like she needs to be nerfed. <laughs> Daenerys needs to be nerfed. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Cersei thing, at least they're addressing that on the show. I thought that was a really good scene this week where Jamie was like, uh, who are our allies exactly? Because, you know, <laughs> everybody hates us and you killed all of our other friends. Um, I thought that was a really good scene kind of addressing the reality of the situation. I, yeah. I think the problem with Cersei is that, at least for me personally, like I'm still kind of rooting for Cersei after like how badass she was last season. <laughs> so I don't like you used to kind of really hate Cersei, but she became kind of the latest Lannister that you actually like, at least in my opinion. Maybe not as much as Daenerys, but I mean, man, the Sept scene was just flawless. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. How can you not give her props for that? So oh, I, that's I, I some know. Godfather so, stuff right there. I mean, exactly. That was... So I'm not. I don't really want her to be deposed or killed by Arya or Daenerys. Or, I mean, that'll probably happen, but I, <laughs> I'm not like actively pulling for that. Where it's like, yes, Joffrey must die, Ramsay must die, like that that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And also, I think that Cersei, just in general in the show, has been a lot less awful than Cersei in the books and more sympathetic. Uh, I, that's, I don't know, like Cersei in the books just is so black and white awful the whole time, but I feel like they really emphasized even right from the very beginning, kind of like, well, she's in an abusive relationship. Robert is a drunk and a womanizer and he beats her. And I don't know. I've always had a lot more sympathy for Cersei in the show. Yeah. I mean, the, well, the book also hasn't gotten to her kind of grand moment yet, which is like her ultimate revenge on everyone. So she's still kind of stuck in. Well, she's, I guess she's starting to be shamed by the sparrows and all that in the books, but yeah, it's, I mean, she was, she wasn't a pretty prime, she was like the incompetent villain for a very long time where she was like vicious, but just not as smart as all the other villains, but now she is. So she, yeah. she's, she's changed a lot. Yeah. Like Tywin was like the really smart bad guy and you could respect him, but Cersei was just the big fuck up and yeah, I agree. I agree. And but but still like and then as you said that leaves us with a villain problem though. I mean, it's great to have complicated bad guys. You're on. You're on's the new. Yeah. New you know, I I Hot like topic, him. Like pirate. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's like a he's a swashbuckler. He's kind of funny like he's not really a bad guy though necessarily. I yeah, mean, I don't I don't mind his his character. It's just I don't I don't really take him seriously. Like, I think he's going to come back and cut someone's like head off and like put it at her feet. Like, I don't know who that's going to be exactly, but probably somebody we like. (laughs) So then maybe we'll hate him more. But I mean, right now he's just, I don't know. He just seems like he's kind of filling a role and he's not all that interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you think, 
Do you think that that Dragonbinder will be part of this, or do you think they're just leaving that out? I was for a, for a half second. I thought that might be like the quote unquote gift he was talking about, um, but I it seems like they're going to leave. They've kind of left the whole mysticism angle of his character out um, where he, you know, traveled to these ancient lands and got this magic power of this and that. And like, I feel like if that was going to happen, they would have introduced that by now. Yeah. Um, and to just kind of pull that out of nowhere with like 10 episodes to go would be pretty like, Oh, by the way, we have this magic thing that can control dragons and whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I don't imagine that's going to actually come up, but we'll see. It, it makes you wonder though, this changes like if that's not in it and, you know, and various other changes from the books. Like, God, how different are these books going to be if they're ever completed? I, I think they're going to be pretty different when all is said and done. I mean, the, the broad strokes might be there. Like, I mean, some stuff you can't change, like, oh, John's parents or whatever. But and maybe, like, who's on the throne at the end. But they've been changing a, a substantial amount at, the, at this point to the, to the point where it's no longer kind of even – butterfly effect it's just like taking kind of an axe to everything so yeah it's interesting not that i think it's like going poorly or anything it's just i at this point it almost has to be dramatically different yeah i and 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 i guess that's kind of in a way it's kind of exciting like i really you know i guess i don't really look forward to the books anymore because i've sort of made peace with the idea that they may never get finished you know i don't know about you but i've sort of i've sort of given up all hope because it's just taken so long and like why have hope anymore i know hope is what you build rebellions with because that's what jen urso told me but i don't i don't want to have to be let down so much i mean it's been an ordeal i mean i think back and i, I started reading those books in 2000 i think it was 2000 2001 I mean, it's been freaking 17 years. Yeah. I and mean, we still don't even have the sixth book out yet. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're like, we'll get the sixth book probably in the next year or two, but the seventh book will just, it'll be closer to a decade from now, is my guess at, the, at this pace. Um, yeah. And we can't get Brandon Sanderson to finish it because he's <laughs> too PG 13 and these are R rated books. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Anyways, I don't know. I, I also kind of feel weird that there's only 12, what, 12 episodes left for the entire show. Does that feel weird? It, it feels like maybe I just maybe I'm just selfish and I want all the traffic from full like 19 more episodes or something. <laughs> it is it is kind of weird to just have a, this firm end date on it because now it's, it's good and bad because a show like The Walking Dead, you're like, oh, my God, like, where is this going? <laughs> like, what is we're going for 20 seasons? Is this seriously happening? Like at that point when it's that open ended and like this could run forever, it, it's almost a detriment. Whereas this it's, it's kind of nice to know we're coming to like this grand conclusion that everything's been building towards. But on the other hand, it's like it's it's can be kind of uncomfortable because then every scene you don't like, you're like, oh, that was a waste of time. We only have like 12 hours left like what are we doing watching Sam emptying chamber pots for five minutes like this is I liked that scene no one else did but I did I laughed it was fine it was just it was just too long (laughs) yeah no I agree it went on for a while you know and and also like like you're saying like this goes back to season six to some degree which I don't know about you but I felt like a lot of it was rushed like things were happening so quickly throughout uh, and maybe I'm maybe even season five I'd have to think back but it just seemed like a lot of things happened really quickly and like plot points were resolved almost, almost jarringly. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I think the earlier seasons maybe took their time a little more, and later seasons have been focused more on these kind of big, 
epic events and devoting time to them as much as possible, which I, I can understand that desire, but I don't know. So that's why like this week I didn't really mind kind of a slower episode where, I mean, hardly anyone died except all the phrase <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's just a lot of conversations <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't mind the show taking its time when it can. And I, I usually do not view that as wasted time. I think that's a good use of the show's time, depending mm-hmm. on the scene, like even, <laughs> even the infamous Ed Sheeran scene, um, <laughs> that was that was a fundamentally a really good scene. I really liked that scene um, in terms of what it was kind of meant to accomplish with you know Arya realizing that the Lannisters aren't this like massive evil randos. It's like actual yeah. people. Um, so I, I think scenes like that are important. Uh, and I, I didn't even know who he was, so that's I was good. That, yeah, that, blissfully <laughs> unaware of how bad that whole thing was with him. I'm like, was, do I know that guy? I, I felt he like deleted his Twitter after that. Like I. <laughs> It wasn't even his fault. It was like, he did a fine job. I don't think he did a yeah. poor job in his cameo. It was just putting him, like, the decision to put him that front and center when he's, like, so well-known by so many people who aren't you. <laughs> yes, was, who aren't was me. jarring. I mean, I'm old. <laughs> I, I only know him because of my wife. But uh, he... <laughs> I, they've done other musical cameos before, but they're all like, oh, it's X random member of Mastodon or Snow Patrol or whatever, like playing a musical instrument in the background or something. And yeah. It's not people you would just be like, oh, my God, it's Taylor Swift. Like <laughs> you would you would immediately recognize. I'm sort of hoping that for the remaining 12 episodes, they have a new musical like superstar every single and time. Just, I, can, you know? I can see them like racing to edit out like four more musical cameos they had planned <laughs> yeah. or like or like a three episode arc where like Ed Sheeran goes on a quest by himself. Like, just, no, no like, he, he, he starts traveling with Arya and they, they go down to King's Landing together. And, at like, that point, I'd be fine with that. I'd just be like, all right, fine. He's in the cast now. Just go with and it. And it becomes a musical like yeah. that one episode of The Flash. It's, Which was the best episode? But it wasn't of the even Flash, a, but. it wasn't even about that. It was like a musical cameo, and it was him. Like if like say like Ben Affleck showed up, <laughs> yeah, in, that'd in be weird. It's just the fact that it, he he just felt so out of place, and he wasn't like dressed up enough to be different. I don't know. It's, it, it wasn't just him specific. It was just the whole concept of like special guests X. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't fit in this particular story. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm so glad that I'm not hip to the times because I, I just thought that scene was glorious. I really loved it. Yeah, it's I a really great loved scene. the the whole. I just thought it was a, a really overall a very impressive season premiere, and uh, it, it definitely I'd, I'd been really. I mean, it'd been a while since Game of Thrones has been on, so I think I also was just really kind of missing the show because um, it's really you know it's it's a really good show, like. And it's been, you know, since it was pushed back to, to July, it's been over a year since since we've been able to watch it. So, yeah. of course, we've gotten good stuff like Westworld in the meantime, which has been nice. But mm-hmm. um, uh, in terms of uh, where it goes from here, you have any predictions? I think we're about to get into a pretty rush pace here, pace here with this yeah. little little time left. And I think there's going to be a lot of bodies hitting the floor um and fast travel lots of fast, fast travel fast travel yeah teleporting all over the place <laughs> little finger can teleport that's his secret power and I, it explains I miss, I miss everything that, i missed that whole thing about how he teleported I, I i didn't catch that i guess it was too sneaky for me but <laughs> honestly he's not the only one i mean you, you gotta, there's lots of characters who seem to just sort of appear like i, I remember Barris of, doing that i think yeah Varys does he, like, that teleported across the whole ocean but i don't know i guess uh-huh. that's kind of his thing but um, 
Oh man, I don't know. It's it's hard to see how the kind of Daenerys alliance is broken at this point because just everyone hates the Lannisters so much. Like like outside of her, like her herself just being assassinated. Like I don't even know kind of what can even stand in her way. Like even with just like the Unsullied and the Dragon, she probably could have taken <laughs> you know a good chunk of the oh, kingdom, yeah. but. With all this other stuff, like I don't see how the horse lords will turn away from her now, since they she killed all their leaders. Like, it's it is very tough to to see what would bring her down at this point, which is almost kind of a weird position to be in, because usually with this kind of dramatic arc, you want you know the hero is supposed to be in, like have this perilous predicament, and how are they going to get out of this? But it's like it's the opposite. It's, it's how is she going to lose? Yeah, and this, this is point. one reason why I hate the Daenerys storyline in both the books and the the show. She is, okay. I hate to say this. I'm gonna say don't, it though. Don't, don't, I'm gonna, don't say it. Don't. I'm gonna say it. Please don't. She's a okay. I'm not gonna say okay. it. <laughs> but if I were to say it, I would say that Daenerys is just always winning too much. All I, she does is win, 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 no matter what. I mean, you know? I'll, I'll give you over the last like two seasons, but I think you have to keep in mind just how much she was losing for such a long time. Where she was just literally kind of like a sex slave, and I mean that—I mean that didn't last super long. But she was wandering in the desert, and like all her people were dying, and they thought they were gonna like starve to death. So I, I think she's kind of been through her trials and tribulations, and like even when she had one, kind of ruling in Marine or wherever, that was like a disaster. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, she's not a very good leader, but no, she I, wins anyways. Right, but then <laughs> Tyrion shows up, and he's gonna make her a good leader. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 disagree, I disagree that she's won as much as you think. I, I agree that she's in a very strong position now to the point of kind of absurdity, but <laughs> yeah, something I, I think she's has lost her fair share her. of conflicts. Well, I mean, but she she's she's struggled. I'll give her that. She has struggled. But at, at every point, you know, she's overcome that, and it's kind of always a little bit magical, like – like, you know, she's got dragons, so when the dragons get kidnapped, she just tells the dragons to sick the guy that kidnapped her, and they burn him to death. You know, like, yeah, I, in Marine, she she had the struggle against those those fucking, what are they called? The, uh, the mask, the mask the, guys. Ma- the, the Sons, of the, oh, sons of the Harpy. Yeah. And let, I'll just say this. The Sons of the Harpy are Mary Sue's. Uh, because, <laughs> sorry, I had to. Th- Sons of the Harpy were way overpowered. I'm sorry, they were killing Unsullied like Unsullied were like four year olds. It was ridiculous. Well, and they killed they killed Barris and Selmy. That, oh, that was one of the wor- that was one of the worst moments of the show. Period. Yeah, Them yeah killing that Barriss was Selmy out of nowhere. Like even yeah, the actor was, was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a stupid. It was stupid. I, I hated that. That was dumb. Yeah. Um, and, and really, so this just all leads me to say I really don't like the Daenerys storyline. I feel like it was good when she was on sort of a spirit quest. Well, when she didn't have but, the dragons just swooping and say, well, the, I, I don't know. One of my fundamental problems with Game of Thrones storytelling is when the magic starts to get too strong, it kind of takes away all the kind of human dramatic weight before it. Like when you start resurrecting like four different characters and when mm-hmm. your main villain is now this just giant ice zombie who doesn't have a personality, he's just a monster. <laughs> and yeah. your ally has command of three powerful dragons that could literally not be killed by, I don't think, anything at this point. <laughs> um, it, it's in, in the, the show has been the show and the books have been based around kind of a lack of magic for so long that once you start introducing magic it just kind of breaks everything well and I wouldn't say just magic but 
like the best part of Game of Thrones as a fantasy has been its subtle magic. You know, it's mysterious magic. I think it's great when there is uh, Beric Dondarrion who's getting resurrected by Thoros, but he's the only one getting resurrected. Once right. you introduce, you know, several others, well, then it becomes like commonplace. Uh, I think it's great that there's the others, the White Walkers, and that they're this mysterious threat. But it becomes a little silly when, you know, you you start introducing, you know, dragons and the White Walkers, and the whole conflict becomes epic high fantasy rather than that sort of subtle I mean, low yeah. magic fantasy. It's that just how would you get around that? Because it's it like it's obviously been building to that. Kind of since mm-hmm. you know, since they first had the dragon egg, the egg, and showed the white whites in the first uh, you know scene of the show. I mean, you you knew it had to get to this point at some point. It's just when it's finally here, it's not quite as cool as you wanted it to be. Well, it didn't have to. I mean, so then there's those theories with like Bran, right, with the time travel and stuff. Oh yeah, I, lo- I actually love those theories. But I do too. I don't so, know if I believe so them, but. I feel like there's another route that I I don't think that they're going to happen either. But like, I mean, there's another sort of way that this story could have gone that could have avoided some of the some of the corners we find ourselves in with these powerful epic fantasy creatures and stuff. Because a really interesting story is how Bran screws everything up and how, you know, human people have to deal with the consequences of that rather than sort of epic showdown between, you know dragons and white walkers and whatnot because i don't know and i think maybe martin has backed himself into a corner in regards to this story because the magic of the story was the politics the magic was the uh the interactions of real people and the interactions of these houses and betrayals and now it's yeah it's leading to this sort of huge showdown between you know evil forces in the you know and and it's just it, it's become sort of a lot more boilerplate in yeah terms it gets of a fantasy. lot more it gets a lot more generic and like yeah like the like the most interesting plot development i can imagine at this point is like some epic you know trail of manipulation where like Littlefinger ends up on the iron throne somehow like that would be like through using no magic or no fighting like that would be something yeah. that i would find really cool whereas like oh okay Daenerys rolls in and scorches King's Landing with dragons and then wins. Like it's, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm or, or the Cersei thing. Like that was the perfect example of like that had that had nothing to do with magic or high fantasy really at all. That was just like brutal calculation and like great characterization and the kind of perfect resolution of a long building plot line. Whereas the other kind of more fantasy driven ones, it, it's harder to see. Like okay, Jon Snow kills the Night King with the flaming sword. Like. Is that, is that is that what we're going for? Is that is that really right. going to be that you know need of a resolution? It's I don't know. So that's that's what's sort of starting to bother me. Even though I'm still obviously enjoying the show. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't envy the the writers or Martin the position that they're in. I mean, maybe we'll all be surprised, but but it just it definitely feels like so much of the really interesting stuff has been resolved already. Like, you think, like, so one of the most pivotal scenes in the entire story is the Red Wedding, right? Um, Because it's such a betrayal, and it's so horrific, and you just want that to be, you want revenge on the people who did it. Well, we've gotten revenge on the people who did it. They're all dead. I mean, Cersei wasn't even a part of that. Tywin's dead. Uh, Roose Bolton is dead. Walder Frey is dead. It's done. 
it's it's good. We got our revenge. Now what? You know, like yeah, so a lot of these things. And it weirdly felt like kind of a letdown, and like maybe that's some like deep moral lesson of like, oh, even revenge will make you feel empty. But yeah, like as cool as Arya's plan was, like it it don't it kind of it wasn't really like a stand up and cheer moment for me. It was just yeah, like oh yes, she's an assassin and she did very good job it just that that whole resolution like felt weird like it it felt almost too kind of neat and wrapped in a bow for me well here's the other i think that we've got a problem with her being overpowered also like Arya as the, the sort of scrappy, is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I <laughs> not get just it. her, it's, the whole, the whole organization of just like, oh, anyone is anyone, like, uh-huh. great. <laughs> I always, I always hated that where like, if, even if you had like an Android show where like androids were replacing people and like, oh, so-and-so is secretly a Cylon and like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it, totally. Using that trope gets a little old. So like, is anyone it's really us. dead or is someone, was someone wearing a mask when they were killed and I, I don't I don't like that. That's another fantasy thing I'm not a fan of. <laughs> well, it's because it's overused. Yeah. And here we see it being overused again. And it, it what I, what's the pro- well, the problem with these things, the dragons, the masks, all this stuff is that they take a character and they remove something vital about them and that's their struggle. And they give them this huge power instead and that makes them less interesting. Like if you think about the time like when Arya was on the run from King's Landing, Trying to avoid like the mountain, you know, first meeting Jock and Hagar and all that stuff. That was when she was a really interesting character. And you think about Tyrion when Tyrion was trying to save King's Landing, but then getting double crossed by Cersei and shit on by Tywin and all that. That's when Tyrion was a really interesting character. And a lot of these characters have become less interesting because they've lost a lot of their struggle that made them interesting. And it's weird to have that happen with so much time left in the story, you know? Yeah, now, now it like just seems like, saying, well, we're just gonna, you're gonna do all the big battles now. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and I like the big battles, yeah. but you know, yeah, it's, 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 it is it's a weird we- feeling. <laughs> it's a weird, feeling. it's like the denouement is going on before the final conclusion. And I just, I don't know, it's a, I guess we'll see, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. I mean, certainly we've been surprised. I was surprised by how ruthless Cersei was at the, the Great Sept. I thought that was, yeah. I mean, I didn't know she was going to kill everybody. Did you Did you guess she was going to kill everybody not, before that episode? Oh, no, certainly not. Oh, I mean, no, maybe in like the final was, moments. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, yeah. By the time the final moments were happening, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's a good kind of moment. Like that's that's why the Red Wedding worked, too, was because it's just yeah. it was like this slow dawning of like, oh, my God. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll still get some more moments like that. But again, it's. Not that many villains to pull these kind of things off that we care about. So, <laughs> yeah. So basically, Guess stop we'll watching Game of Thrones. It sucks now. No, no. Game of Thrones really is good. good. We it's just, really good. We just like nitpicking, but I, I mean, I'm still yeah. like dying to watch it every week. So it's. I know. It's I can't wait for right. next. <laughs> but you know, and all that like, aside, we love it with all of our hearts. Yes. Yeah. We totally love it, but we're worried about it. You yeah. know, you can be worried. <laughs> Well, at this point, uh, it's just it's over, like in X episode, so nothing. It does. It's not like it's worried about getting renewed or whatever, right? Totally. Like like it ever was, but <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. And I'm gonna miss it. At least we have five or six or seven spinoffs coming. You know? <laughs> yeah, we can do a whole separate episode on that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Um, I think we've we've solved all of life's mysteries and conundrums today. So. Uh, Thank you to everybody for wa- uh, listening. Not really watching because this is an audio no, podcast. No more now. video. <laughs> no more video. 
we we see the times and how unpopular video has become. So yep. we're moving to an audio format. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Peace. Later.